0: Welcome to episode number two of Swing State Update, here with Tyler Boyer and Austin Smith, who is actually remote today in Wisconsin, uh, not just doing the work that's necessary in Wisconsin to win, but also celebrating his, his soon-to-be brother-in-law's weddings. Uh, Austin, you here? You here with us? I'm happy to be here.
1: Episode two, and we've got the Charlie Kirk with us for Swing State Update. Well, so what's wh- up, guys?
2: L- love the show. Love the success of it. Hopefully we can pour some gasoline on it. And most importantly, I love the focus on the three states. I think we're we're finally getting people to wake up and you guys are doing great on that. So thrilled so, to be here.
0: So we want to lead off today uh, with the with the great Charlie Kirk, uh, who obviously we work together with every single day out in the field, out in the trenches. Uh, trying to save the country, particularly in these three states that we're focused on predominantly, but all the swing states uh, where Turning Point Action has been. And I want to preface this by saying this. um, When I met Charlie Kirk for the first time um, about a decade ago, which is a crazy thing to think about, right, Charlie? That's been a a whole decade. (laughs) You're pretty old, Tyler. You're pretty pretty old. old. It's it's been 10 years. It's just really (laughs) something. It's crazy. But when I first met Charlie, the the thing about Charlie that most people – uh, get when they get a, get a chance to meet him is they understand that he's a person that's actually doing these things for the right reasons. And I'll never forget the moment that I met Charlie, actually not far from the border of Wisconsin, uh, is... That's it right, Green, like, Illinois. It was negative yeah. 20 degrees outside, and it was literally freezing. It's the coldest that that, you know, an Arizona boy could possibly be. And I remember meeting Charlie for the first time in person and going wow, this is a person that I can, I can get behind. This is a person that I can work with to actually do the things that are necessary to save the republic. And, and I'll never forget that. And that's a really important moment. So with that preface here, we wanted to jump in, you know, talk to Charlie, have a few minutes to talk about a number of different issues, but specifically what's happening here in Arizona uh, the, the battle that, that Charlie has, uh, has helped ignite with Arizona State University. That's the most recent, which is such a, <laughs> a pleasure. And, uh, and then f- from there. So Charlie, <laughs> thanks we, for being here. We well, appreciate it. Yeah, thank, thank you, Tyler.
2: Love, love doing stuff together. And Turning Point Action's becoming a beast, just so everyone in the audience knows. It's becoming a real beast, tpaction.com. Austin, you were our first hire at Turning Point Action and just seeing what's happening. It's really great. And look, I get asked, we get asked all the time. Tyler and Austin, how do we save the country? How do save the country? Look, our founding fathers gave us a gift, the Electoral College. We don't have to save Manhattan yet. We don't have to save Malibu yet. Seven counties, basically like precincts in yep. three states, Arizona, Wisconsin, Georgia. Yeah. And I think we, we, we are so focused. We are so, um, with precision, really looking at how we make a difference. So yeah, look, honor to be here. And uh, the Arizona thing is really fun. Uh, coming up, boy, what is the date? Is that the 27th, I think, right, Austin? 27th, uh, I yes. I'm going to say. 27th yes I have it right with Dennis <laughs> with Dennis Prager I guess so many dates at Arizona State University we have health wealth and happiness 2.0 um the original of course we we came to ASU back in the spring and 30 professors signed all these letters saying that Prager and Kirk shouldn't be allowed on campus and Austin it turned in this whole fight legislatively you know at the Capitol and now we're like okay we're coming back and so I don't think Mr Crow is very happy uh, that we're coming back, but so be it. And uh, it's really kind of turned into this major free speech thing, hasn't it, Austin?
1: It's funny because so we were even, you know, in session when Charlie and Dennis Prager did the original health and wellness thing. And everybody heard about it. The liberals on campus had their panties in a wad, all this stuff, and they're the racist, the sexist, blah blah blah. Everything we already know. And so actually, you know, staff got fired for it just by freedom of association. And so we had that whole whole ad hoc committee regarding freedom of expression at Arizona universities. I was on it, got appointed. I was one of three Republicans from the house and we had Prager and some of these other people that were involved at ASU, go do that committee at the house. And if you would be so shocked about how ASU and all these other universities, they just, they, they flat out lie about how they, actually don't support free speech, freedom of expression, all that good stuff. So we're happy that Charlie and Dennis Prager are going back because um, it's going to be a lot more fun now that we know ASU is kind of on the ropes about it and the Board of Regents have consistently, you know, (laughs) said that we can't do anything about it. They're doing everything they need to. They're liars. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time and uh, we're going to have fun.
0: Awesome. Let's set this up for a minute, too, just to to revamp. So for those of you that are across the country that don't know about this issue – so Charlie and Dennis showed up to ASU to speak, invited by one of the, uh, one of the official arms of ASU to do this event. And it, was the, it was the Lewis Center, which is, which is actually supported by T.W. Lewis, who's one of the bigger home builders across the, the country. Yep. And T.W. Lewis um, is a conservative, is a person, is a, at least a free speech supporter, and T.W. Lewis – uh, Tom Lewis, I believe is, is his first name, uh, that supports the center at ASU has given millions of dollars to universities uh, and including a a commitment, a gift that was that was planned on being a future hundreds of thousands of dollars and, and millions of dollars in the future. And as soon as this happened, you know, uh, Charlie, I don't know if you've, you I think you recently sat down with Mr. Lewis, did you not?
2: Have you yeah, and we, to- we had a great chat yep. and uh, and he's pulled all this funding now from the university because of what happened back in the spring. And it was so outrageous. It wasn't just that the professor said that we don't like Dennis and Charlie. It's that we don't want them to be able to set foot on campus. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. but ASU. so, so then we put, <laughs> yeah, so then we put, so this is, I haven't, I actually never talked about this publicly. So this next part, you're going to love this Tyler. So we put all the professors on ProfessorWatchlist.org, and then I get a personal letter from Crow the president of ASU uh, saying, "Okay, we let you on campus. Uh, I demand you take all of our professors off Professor Watchlist or else or else else you put me on, he says, or else you have to put me on. So I just was like, forget it. This is so stupid. So and so he's literally saying, like, I demand you take off all of our because obviously all the professors were like going and complaining to him, like, oh, we're complaining, we're complaining, you know, it's just it's just unbelievable. Wait, so, so
0: we didn't put President Crowe on professor Watchlist? Dang. No, no, not we yet. Can, we can so, we should we should do yeah. that. You should do that <laughs> I and,
1: have, here, and that's the, and that's a this is a perfect example with with Michael Crow as he's the guy who's like, ASU is the best free speech place in the country. We can want all ideas, but Charlie. You can't do this. You cannot have all these professors on there. You're making me
0: look really bad, even though I support free speech. Well, uh, I'll tell you a quick story, Charlie, about uh, about President Crow. So, when I was on the Board of Regents, so I was on the Board of Regents. This is right right before I met Charlie. It was I had finished my term on the Regents, and so I was forced to sit next to President Crow every time we had a Board of Regents meeting. And I, I remember sitting there with him, next to him at one of these Regents meetings. And I had just recently been nominated by the extraordinarily conservative uh, super majority legislature that was, that was voting me in with the governor, Governor Brewer, and then the supermajority legislature had voted me in as regent. And so it was like this big hubbub about me being super conservative and the Democrats tried to block me and they, were, they failed because they were super minority at the time. This was over 10 years ago. And so I get seated next to President Crow at one of my first meetings. And I look over and he's got his iPad extended out. <laughs> and Charlie, I don't know if I've ever told you this. This, and he's he's scrolling Drudge Report next to me, like scrolling Drudge Report, like clearly trying to like show me that he's on Drudge, Drudge Report, with, so I like a peek on his screen. And I'm like, what is this guy doing? This guy's psycho. Like he he's trying to manipulate me into thinking that he's like some kind of conservative, and it's just crazy, absolutely crazy. What is-
1: was Andy Big Senate President when you got confirmed? Is that no, it was, was? Ru-
0: it was Russell Pierce. Yeah, Russell, Russell Pierce? Pierce. Oh, even better. <laughs> so, um, so anyways, yeah, Charlie, this is crazy. So this is this 2.0 is big, and it's big for Arizona because this is really, I mean, it's cost Arizona State University millions of dollars, um, probably, you know, maybe tens of millions of dollars when all is said and done. Hopefully. So and And the academia industrial complex that exists under Michael Crow and everyone else is just has to be targeted and so you know God bless you for doing that and I know that's like at the at the heartbeat of turning point u s a too so it's great yeah it's uh it, it's it's good, and we're returning
2: they're not happy about it and there's more professors speaking out in fact, let me see I actually saw one of these stupid articles the Arizona <laughs> Central they have nothing better to do or whatever the arizona republic they the republic. Uh, yeah this is yeah, the state press actually. Kirk and Prager announced their return after, uh, despite months of ongoing controversy. And so then one of these professors, who's on our professor watch list, by the way, Michael Ostling, uh, says, I need to speak out and stand in solidarity with the people that this group <laughs> of trolls so delights in bullying and vilifying. Michael Ostling, a uh, professor. A professor? Is that the.
1: Is that the guy who talked about having sex with a kraken that has a whole curriculum about that? They're the a real scholar. <laughs> is that the same guy? Yep.
2: <laughs> no, th- th- this is no, this is uh, the religious studies scholar. Um, and he is from the Melikin Center affiliate. Oh, he's a religious he's, studies scholar. Oh, yeah. he's
0: an affiliate of Malikian Center? Yeah, that's the yeah. Russian. That's the Russian uh, education center. He's he's yep. a Mal- he's a Malikian guy. I got a I got a, a part of my degree came from Malikian because I, I got my degree in Russian and Russia studies. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Charlie forward that to me. I want to see who this guy is because some of the guys yeah, that this run is, I will. I will. I mean, but this whole thing is crazy. I mean, and this is why Professor Watchlist is so important. Um, the work. I mean, this is the brainchild of Charlie Kirk, too. By the way, and there has been nothing that's been more annoying to professors across America than the Professor Watchlist, right? Charlie, yep. like it, 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 <laughs> has, it has just really interfered with. And by the way, it's like.
2: <laughs> it it's a it it gets a fair amount of traffic, not like a ton, but just the fact they're listed, they just lose their mind
0: it It's like spikes they lose them. their mind it spikes them yes. it like it's like we'll have yes. like professor watch list goes up and they they get they get they get so angry and so but it's free speech that's what it is that at the end of the yes. day it's telling yes. people. What these professors are doing in the classroom, which is what the whole intent is. So well, even even with like how Professor Watch lists these people in Arizona, like being the swing
1: state that it is, and the Tempe district, this I think that's the Sun Devil precinct, Tyler, if I'm not mistaken. That's how these professors they're, they're the ones who mobilize all of these students to vote Democrat up and down the ballot with their mail-in ballots or, or at the polls at the precincts vote centers in Tempe on election day. So all these ones that are Bastardizing Charlie and Prager and Turning Point; these are the ones who mobilize all those students to vote on election day or mail in ballot, and they're in the heart of the um, what what do you want to call the tomahawk, which Tyler will talk about as the podcast goes on in Maricopa County. So these are the people that we are toe to toe with all the time, coming to win elections in Arizona, specifically Maricopa County.
0: Well, what is necessary to save the republic? It, it's so funny. I'm looking at this profile that you sent me of this, this professor, Michael Osling. Wow. He's an affiliate of the Malikian Center. The Malikian Center is the the Russian Studies Center. So these guys are. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Like, literally, the, the guy that's an associate, he's an affiliate of the Malikian Center, is trying to impede free speech. <laughs> he probably is one of these, like. Oh Russia, you know the Russia collusion type guys too. It's so funny. You, just can't, <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Yep, I I can't wait to research more about this guy. I'm gonna look him up. I'm gonna look him up. Send some some messages. Well, Charlie, I mean, is there anything else? I mean, I know your time is, is precious. Thank you for cu- for coming on with
2: us. No, I just want to I just want to remind the audience you got to focus on these three states. All your money should go to Turning Point Action. It's all about Maricopa, and then if you had to add a couple, maybe a little Pinal, a little Pima, Gwinnett, Cobb. Joe Davies, Dane, Kenosha, Milwaukee. And you right. guys might be able to add a couple other counties on top of it. Yep. But it really is, I mean, if you had to just kind of isolate it, it's Maricopa Cobb, Fulton, Dane, Kenosha, Milwaukee. If you had to just just go with that, right? It's just and I, I mean I live in the Tomahawk, right? I my neighbors, not to tell my audience where I live, but the general idea is that in the valley, you know, I, I live in Scottsdale and I'm around people that are temperamentally conservative, but they are not they're not sold yet. Yep. To pull the Republican ballot all the time. I know. I know how they think. I know they are not liberals. Like this is a very winnable community. Like there's no reason. Scottsdale should be 60 to 70 percent conservative Republican if Correct. we really do the work. Right? They are. They are not left wingers. I can tell you. Like they find this yeah. whole idea of the trans stuff crazy. It's just they're very agreeable, very Chamber of Commerce like business. Like they, but yeah. with proper communication, messaging, and organizing, and low propensity ballot gathering. We could do so much better in these precincts, so much better. I mean, I know I know these people. Um, they're far from radicals. They're far from, you know, embracing this crazy agenda. So
0: No, and Char- Charlie, you're exactly right. It's Maricopa County, which covers so much of Arizona. Uh, you know, a little bit of Pinal County here in Arizona. You, you got in Wisconsin, really the, the key, which is you got Waukesha right outside of Milwaukee. You've got Racine. You've got Kenosha. I mean, this is where the entire thing is won and lost, right? That's the entire, that's the entire shebang, as we, we call it. So, yeah, thank you for all the support. Thank you for uh, preaching that to everybody everywhere we go, the work that we're doing at Turning Point Action. Uh, we just are so grateful for your leadership and, and your friendship and, uh, and the way that you cast uh, this for all activists, because every person in every community has to become an activist, even part-time, um, super super part time that is what we talk about all the time so thank you so much for everything charlie and and we'll let you God go join. you guys joining. we're behind 100%. you 100% talk to you guys soon thanks bye thanks charlie well cool i mean that's a great transition austin too i, I mean look uh, as we start talking about the swing states and we talk about these things and we and we've got a lot we got a big show here to talk about a number of different things coming up uh, but <clears throat> you know in wisconsin in particular you've got this concept, which is they've trained their activists in the Democrat party to be activists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that versus, you know, what we've done with, with training our people to become activists.
1: Yeah. The, the Democrat party has really figured out for the last several election cycles of using their activists within the party to, to mobilize what we need to do. And so as, as we're only in episode two right now with our podcast, but as time goes on and you'll hear Tyler and I talk about this, is that the party has not always been the best mechanism for activists, but the Democrats figured it out to mobilize their activists with other organizations. So like a Turning Point Action, we've got our activists that we use to be precinct committeemen, to mobilize, to knock doors, to chase the vote. The Democrats have been doing this for a very long time. And so in states like Wisconsin, Georgia, Arizona, the parties have farmed a lot of that work out to other C4s, other PACs, other nonprofits. And so that's what we're trying to do at turning point action
0: well let's let's go to the clip to of Ben Wickler, who's the chairman of the Democrat Party of Wisconsin, and what he says they're they're already preparing for this shows where we're at. Guys, we got clip two pulled up, and I'll set this up real quickly as we get this uh, get this live. So there is a <clears throat> you, know, you know Republicans. districts to make sure that voters from this spring know what Republicans are publicly threatening to do. Our volunteers will be calling voters, sending text messages, organizing friend banks where people reach out to the people that they know who trust them and make sure that the word gets out. I anticipate allied organizations will unveil a massive ad campaign in the days to come that will help educate the Wisconsin public about a move that perhaps Robin Voss thinks he can get away with in the cloak of darkness. The reality is everyone will know what Republicans are trying to do in this moment. If they try to abuse and break our constitution to impeach Janet Protisiewicz, they will reap the whirlwind. So that's Ben Wickler, he's the chairman of the Democrat party and what he's saying is that they are already preparing for Republicans in the legislature in Wisconsin to impeach Janet Protisiewicz. And Janet it's is, is the recently elected Supreme Court Justice. We just talked about her last episode, right? We're going to be super focused on her because she is the linchpin to Wisconsin in, in, in terms of the Democrat eyes. So she is basically more important than the governor. She's more important than the legislature. She's She is the most critical piece the Democrats fought so hard for to make sure that she got on the Supreme Court. So... Republicans rightfully are, are talking about doing the right thing, which is if they're going to go, if they're going to move forward and start talking about how they're going to start changing election code. Last week we talked about how the Supreme court is replacing staff members, all these things they're, they're talking about rightfully conservatives are talking about impeaching her, which the legislature can do. And we're going to talk with Janelle, uh, branching who's in, 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 the, in the legislature there at some point here in the future. But, I want to make sure that everybody knows a little, has a little bit more context about what's going on in Wisconsin. So you've got all of our activists on the ground. You you know, we're we're trying to play catch up to the Democrats, who you just heard Ben, Chairman Ben of the Democratic Party, Ben Dem, is talking about already preparing a $4 million effort to stop the threats of impeaching Janet. And Republicans are arguing with them over whether or not we should impeach Jan- Janet. Yeah, does that make sense? So, and you've got a, a speaker of the House in in Wisconsin who's not a, a super great friend of conservatives. So I don't know if, if if you all know these guys. His name's Robin Voss. He's probably not as bad as Rusty Bowers was in here in Arizona, but he's <laughs> he's he's pretty close. He's probably right on par with Ben Toma right now. And I know Austin can't. <laughs> necessarily (laughs) as a as a member of the state legislature comment but i can i can say ben toma not great right robin voss not the best and so a lot of conservatives are really upset with him because this is the type of stuff that we're talking about the democrats are lining up four million dollars to just oppose the idea of impeaching meanwhile republicans have absolutely no balls to go do anything that that is actually going to help the movement
1: this this is the kind of stuff that that matters Tyler and we've talked about this all the time for those of you that don't know that, that I'm in the Arizona House of Representatives every person that you vote for everybody lives in a legislative district yes you vote for them but the most important vote that they ever make on behalf of you is who they elect for leadership and this is when you want your speaker of the house your senate president your majority leaders to have the stones to be like you know what we're going to go out and raise another 4 million dollars to protect our members who are being threatened that if they vote for impeachment that we've got their backs and this is what separates us between the democrats right now is because they've got the four or five million dollars on hand to be able to threaten probably some establishment members or other republican members that are in some swing districts it shouldn't matter when you have a supreme court that is willing to upend the rule of law or a member of the court that's willing to be that lynchman that Tyler's talking about to do something that is radical that's leftist that is not in line with the Constitution, that's willing to throw away, you know, voting laws statute, like the Supreme Court is probably more than likely going to do in Wisconsin, you've got to have a legislature that's going to step in there and say, we're going to impeach justices if they're going to break the law like this. And so. If the Speaker of the House there, whatever his bucket name is in Wisconsin, isn't willing to do that, then you've got to get – they don't have a Freedom Caucus in Wisconsin, but hopefully there's some conservative members that are going to approach them and say, you know what? We will work our tails off to protect these members that are maybe in swing districts because at the end of the day, the Supreme Court is going to have a way bigger impact on the presidential election in 2024 than the legislature is. We got to have those type of people to step
0: up. Yeah. So, I mean, the, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great point. You know, here in Arizona we have, I think we're ahead of the game where we have conservatives more focused on becoming activist oriented, whether than in the legislature. I mean, we, we have way more activists that are matching the number of activists that the, the Democrats have in, in the legislature. Right. So that's happening. We have more conservatives stepping up, running for office, uh, but this isn't necessarily the case everywhere. Right. And so, you know and again I'm not being critical of Wisconsin but Wisconsin has this issue of what they call Midwest nice, right? So Austin's there right now, he's in Wisconsin. People are pretty nice. You go to the grocery store. Midwest nice. Midwest nice. No one wants to attack, you know, attack anyone uh publicly for sure, but they don't even do it privately. You know, there's not even a, it's just like a culture that exists within the Midwest. And I always talk about this with Charlie too. I was like you guys kind of just like dodge around stuff, right? That's just like the way that, that they go about things. And so people, when you do that, you have herd mentality type things that start happening, right? Which is just like, it, you just kind of go with the entire herd. And that's the way that the legislature right now, Wisconsin's voting. They're yeah. voting as a block, which is great. It's it's great to see all the Republicans unified. And on on its face value, that looks really good. But what's really critical is that you know, in the background, they're not having, I don't think, enough conversations with enough patriots that are on the legislature, which, which there are there are a few. There's a handful of really, really great people in, in Wisconsin where they're pushing uh, to the next level. Like here in, Ari- in Arizona, we have a really great Freedom Caucus that Austin's part of. Um, that's that they are helping, you know, change how the legislature looks at every single vote. Um, that's not necessarily happening in Wisconsin right now. And that's a huge problem. So yeah, uh, that kind of
1: stuff it, it I'll end it with this with little Tyler like that kind of stuff does make a difference because <clears> you know you you've got to have a legislature in these swing states, Georgia, Wisconsin, Arizona. We were just talking about Georgia last week with Fannie Willis and the legislature there trying to do a special session. and now you got Wisconsin, you've got the Democrat party chair threatening these members. You actually this is why it's so important for these activists to be in these certain areas to play just as aggressively. As the left is doing, because like Tyler mentioned, they have the Midwest nice. They're manipulating that Midwest nice to not fight back or to stand up or defend themselves, especially like the Republican legislature. So this should be a a really important wake up call for Wisconsin, for places like Georgia and even here in Arizona. When the left is willing to say, like, we've got five million dollars, four million dollars to take some of these swing members out in a swing state. That's why it's so important for your conservative activists to say, we've got your back. We're going to knock doors. We're going to chase ballots. We've got your back, yeah. and maybe they don't have. Maybe they don't, the legislators in Wisconsin don't feel that, and that's why they've kind of haven't really responded in
0: kind. Yeah, and and this is what's really you hit the nail on the head, Austin. Which is, if there's one thing for every activist that's listening to this that needs to do is, you've got to. I, I want you to drop everything that you're doing right now. Go to your legislator. Go to the the nearest Republican that's serving in the legislature right now, and tell them that you have their back. That's all you got to say. You, it goes a million miles here if you just text them and say, "We're going to knock doors. We've got your back. Do the more conservative thing." You know how many voices it takes to actually influence a member of the legislature uh, to do to do the right thing? It's not very many. I mean, Austin, you can just speak. a handful. Just a handful. It's, really? It's.
1: I mean, if I, I can... get like just from personal experience, like three or four people to be like, "Hey, we really want you." Like, perfect example. Earlier this year, we had a really big vote on Prop Four Hundred. Three or four people that I know that are like really good conservative activists, giving me that encouragement to do it really goes
0: a long way. So like what Tyler's talking about, just text them and be like, we've got your back. Do the right thing. Yeah. And and, and this is, I, I can tell you as a former legislative district chair, which is the person who gets elected for the Republican Party for your area, that's like your leader. I, I served in that. And I remember when we had Medicaid expansion votes uh, almost 10 years ago, it was about 10 years ago here in Arizona that would have aided Obamacare. We had members of our legislature that were in my community that were wanted to go vote for it. And we said, I picked up the phone and said, no. And it made a big impact because it's just, there's so much that happens that you don't realize that the legislature or that doesn't happen because activists just sit by and think, Oh, I'm too, I'm too sheepish. I'm too scared to call and, and encourage them to do the right thing. Uh, It's just so hard. So anyways uh we we but it's not hard right? it's right like the the right thing to yeah. do is to get in, jump in and and just tell them what you think tell them that you support them. That's the first step because once those people don't listen to you, that's when you know you need to replace them that's right. when you need, know and so that you need to Yeah,
1: and our message our our message is to the Wisconsin legislators do the right thing do the right thing you're you're activist if you're an activist conservative. Um, you know Republican Party activists in Wisconsin be active pay attention to this stuff support those people call them and say you got to do the right thing you need to hold the line and you we have checks and balances for a
0: reason at the state level and the federal level do, to do, do not, the right thing you keep the other one in check do not be scared of of the election consequences if we if we do not put the Wisconsin Supreme Court in check we will get absolutely railroaded in this next election and and if we lose Wisconsin, absolutely. There's nothing that we can do. It, it, we lose. We, it's like 70 percent of all election. Uh, this is what the Democrats know. This is just statistics, guys. 70 percent of all scenarios involve you know Wisconsin in some way, shape, or form. So if we allow the Supreme Court just to you know you know run turn us over a barrel here, we are in trouble. We're going to lose. We're going to lose the whole country. You can, we can't. We cannot survive. We will not survive four more years. So. Uh, let's let's move over to Georgia real quickly, uh, where this just came up, and this this is this is within this last day. Uh, David Schaefer, who is the former uh, GOP chair down in, in Georgia, is a, is a good man. I talk to him fairly regularly. He's no longer the chair, uh, but he received yesterday an eight-page solicitation from Wade and Campbell Law Firm to represent me in the Trump indictment against Fulton County and Fannie Willis. So this is a, an update from last week. So David Schaefer, who was the chair of the GOP, he's like a, a, at the epicenter of being targeted for this thing. They want to they try to throw this, this poor sweet man into jail over you know, just being an elector. If we go back to that image, let's throw the image back up again. He gets this solicitation. So look at the solicitation. So what he says, the, the guy that's pictured on the cover, Nathan Wade, who is the partner at Wade and Campbell is the special prosecutor appointed by Fannie Willis to go after Donald Trump. So you cannot make this up. So the guy who's appointed as special prosecutor, the Trump special prosecutor appointed by Fannie Willis has sent a solicitation to one of the guys that's been indicted that was just an elector that was the former state party chair, a political enemy to Fannie Willis as the person that should be his representation, the firm that should be his representation. This is crazy. This is just hot well, let's off the go presses. Let's go, let's,
1: let's, let's go back two weeks now when Colton Moore, Senator Colton Moore said we need to have a special session in the Georgia legislature because there's something more at hand here with Fannie Willis. This just proves it, that she's got somebody going in after David Schaefer like this. And so shame on Brian Kemp. Brian Kemp, this is your fault. So you've got other members of the legislature saying, we've got to be very proactive about this. And Brian Kemp saying, no, there's nothing at hand here. Well, there it is. Now it's time for a Georgia special session. Colton Moore, I'm calling on you, brother. Get your special session. Brian Kemp, approve it. Because Fannie Willis is, is deliberately doing this bullshit, excuse my, pardon my French, to – to
0: go after a political dissident, David Schaefer, perfect example. Brian Kemp is at fault here again. This is crazy. I mean, so they literally I mean, at 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 it, at best for them. This is just they are so aloof and have no idea what's going on. That that this was just like some kind of automated mail. I you know, I don't believe that. First off, like it's not automated no. mail. This it says on there literally somebody somebody prepared this from the firm that has the guy's face on the cover, you know, either they're doing this intentionally, which I believe that there's elements of that, that they're, whether they're just trying to laugh at conservatives uh, or they're just so aloof. Either way, this is a total disaster. This is a mess. And this is why, you know, this, there's similar things happening in Michigan, by the way, where they've tried to go after the electors in Michigan. You know, obviously, you know, I'm an elector. I was an elector here in Arizona for the Republican Party, they they will they want to put away political enemies. That's what they want to do, and yep. they have now sent a solicitation to the former GOP chair, suggesting that the guy whose face is on the cover, who is who's going after Trump, should be the person that criminally defends him. This is this is you want to talk about banana republic stuff. This is crazy stuff, and I know people kind of use that throw that around. This is crazy stuff. And this is the reason why it should be taken out of Fannie's hands. This should be looked at at a federal level. It'll get dismissed, I think, right away. I think this thing will work its way through. But they want this thing to, they want to be able to manipulate low-information voters, 1%, percent 3% of voters, just to try to win elections. And it's so sick. It's so manipulative. It, at its heart, is exactly what Alinsky, uh, Alinsky tactics teach people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyways, we'll get back on track. I just wanted to mention that real quick, Austin, because there's, there's such crazy breaking news that was coming out here, and people should be aware of it. You can go on my, on my Twitter feed to look at that. I think Turning Point Actions retweeted that from, uh, from the former chair. Uh, let's, let's play this next clip um, because we'll kind of bring it back home to uh, Arizona. But, Austin, this, this really impacts all of, all of the country, something that Senator James Langfrank said yesterday. Uh, let's let's play that clip. This, I think it's clip number three, guys.
3: King, your thoughts on that as well? And also, uh, there's a focus on on Secretary Mayorkas's role in all of this. Uh, you know, you just talked about how the, the 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 shutting down the government is a bipartisan issue. This feels like it's climbing up the charts as well. It's becoming something that both sides are are very frustrated with. I, I think it is. If you were eavesdropping when uh, James and I were talking before we went on the air, this is exactly the topic we were talking about. I was in an Intelligence Committee meeting today where we were discussing this issue. And we really need to focus. Most of the, the, well, first 50% of the illegal aliens in the United States came here legally on some kind of visa that they overstayed. So that's a record-keeping problem that I think the Department of Homeland Security really has to get on. That, that's that's the, f- the first step. As far as the border is concerned, the real issue is asylum. These aren't necessarily people that are sneaking across the border or swimming the river. They're people that are coming under our laws, claiming asylum from uh, from being, uh, being in danger for their lives. The question is, are those valid claims? And do we have the infrastructure to determine their valid claims within a reasonable period of time, not having them in the United States waiting for a determination for years and years. I mean, that's one of the problems is we don't have the judges and the courts and the infrastructure to make these asylum decisions in a timely way. And also a question that I have been asking is, if somebody goes through three or four different countries claiming they're in danger in their home country, why do they have to come here? Why aren't they safe once they get Uh, to another country. I think that's a legitimate question that we have to address. Yeah. Lots of questions to ask here for sure. uh, And it is a crisis, all of these things. Gentlemen, thank you both very much. We appreciate you taking the time.
0: So if you read between the lines, what's going on here is that the legislature, the legislature, Congress is talking about only funding border security, which has been a priority of this new con- this new republican congress is we're going to make sure that this gets in front of Biden is talking about that but only if you know what Lankford said here if we fund board, we we fund ukraine <laughs> which is what they're which is what they're telling us so you know whispers have been happening here that First off, that first it was to drop border security and, and talk about it because it's just too tough to get through and get the Democrats on board for. Which, again, that's not what the promise was. The promise from Congress was border security. Why does this matter? Well, it matters for our election integrity, it matters for our communities, Arizona in particular, but the entire country is being impacted by this. But now they're, say, now they're basically saying, and this is what's coming next week, guys. So every conservative that is listening to our voice needs to hear this now. They are going to try to tie together Ukraine funding with border protection funding. This is, this is crazy. Austin, your take. This when this is why the speakers fight back
1: earlier in the year was so important, why the Freedom Caucus held the line is because they weren't Kevin McCarthy said that he wasn't gonna do crap like this, that we weren't gonna have, you know, stuff tied together when it comes to funding bills or you know, members were gonna get 72 something hours to read it. But this is also why so many Republicans hate the Republican Party. And so we can't get upset and mad when other people say they want to leave the party or form their own thing. It's because of stuff like this, where Arizona, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona is facing the blunt of the border crisis. Why are there other members in our own party that are saying, like, you know what? Yes, we'll give money to Arizona, the the border sheriffs to Cochise County, to Yuma, to Pima County and Santa Cruz County. But you know what? We've got to get the same amount or more to Ukraine. That's, That's insane. That is crazy. Arizona is facing the blunt of this border crisis. Since Joe Biden took office. And so you've got a swing state like Arizona, a state that is drastically undermanned and underfunded when it comes to the border crisis. You've got Joe Biden and the McCarthy's and the Port Caucus in Washington, D.C. that is ready to write another blank check to Ukraine. This is it's, it's asinine. And so I understand why all these Republicans get frustrated for it and why people get really pissed off because you've got the McCarthy's who say at the very beginning when they become Speaker of the House and they go to to Sean Hannity or wherever they are on Fox News and say, yeah, we're going to fund the border, but we're also going to give another billion dollars to Ukraine. It doesn't matter. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that when you come to Arizona, I know Andy Biggs is really big on this. He does a great job of bringing other Republican members of Congress down to the Arizona border and saying, like, this is where our attention, our focus needs to be. Because a lot of members who run for Congress, and they say, yeah, yeah, we're going to secure the border. But until you've actually been to Arizona, until you've actually seen it, you don't understand what's going on. And so you get these other members who have been in D.C. for a long time or who may have been, you know, big checks from the the Warhawk caucus who want to fund Ukraine, now we're in this situation where you've got McCarthy, who's more than likely, I have a prediction that McCarthy is not going to get a majority of the Freedom Caucus support for this spending bill by September 30th, and he's going to have to go by Democrat votes. I think that's where we're at right now, because they've already showed their hand that, yes, we'll get border security, but Ukraine's going to get just as much, or probably more.
0: Yeah, and why, why is this important? Why does this connect? And For the grassroots that's out there, Uh, our freedom caucus members are fighting the good fight to make sure that border security actually happens. Right. So, so part of the deal that happened when the McCarthy battle happened was, and and we go back, was that border, the, the border security element had to be part of this Congress. Right. And that was one of their big, big issues that was on the table. And Chip Roy was there at the table. God bless him. Andy Biggs was there at the table. The holdouts, quote unquote, that were there that were that that led to McCarthy getting really embarrassed over this whole thing was, this was one of the big issues that they were afraid was not going to happen, and so, you know, when we actually get into this, the, the right now turning point action is supporting the Freedom Caucus members who are fighting that battle, and and, and don't get me wrong, there's a number of activists there out there right now going like, we actually the the Freedom Caucus could pull right now. A vote to have Speaker McCarthy re looked at, reevaluated, vacate um, the, the vacate the chair motion, right, which is something that got put back into. So this is part of the reason why McCarthy is going to move on this. He is, but again, this is the games that they play. So now it's moved from, okay, we are going to fund border security, but you know you guys are going to have to come across the table on Ukraine funding, and so this is where. First off, we, we need to support the, the Freedom Caucus in funding the border wall, funding border security. Uh, Turning Point Action is actually running an uh, an line act uh, where you can just with a few clicks of the button actually contact all the members of Congress just real easily. You can go to tpaction.com slash no funding. Uh, that's tpaction.com slash no funding. Go right on. Click. Uh, I believe it's take action, which is the button that's on there. It'll take you right over to the campaign and it'll just take you a couple minutes and you can let your members of Congress know that you support no funding for this government, the federal government, shut down the federal government until the Democrats agree to border security. Now, the second issue, which is the Ukraine issue, we're we're telling you to get out ahead of this now, right? Which is... Reach out to your members of Congress, just like I was talking about with Austin, a couple text messages to a a member of Congress locally and say, dude, enough with the funding of Ukraine. That's not on the table. Do not let the establishment force you into that in order to fund border security. It's not a win, right? That's not a win. The win right now is get border security passed so you can fund the rest of the, the horrible government that's there. Do not add, <laughs> do not fund Ukraine as part of this too. That's just, that's just as simple as it is, right? If you were going to fund the federal government to get border security, that's already sucks, but do not fund the government of Ukraine. <laughs> do not fund Bro. this, this senseless, needless, crazy war that we have no idea what's going on over there right now. The, the American public has no idea what's going on.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I'll, and I'll kind of close it with this either too, is like, Every, t- if we don't have the border secure, every town in America is a border town. Make sure your member of Congress knows that. It's like what happens in Arizona and in Texas and New Mexico eventually
0: reaches Georgia and Wisconsin. So your members of Congress from those states need to know about it. And, and, and this is not a cockamamie idea either, by the way. You know, Austin, I texted a few members of Congress, I won't say who they are, but they confirmed to me that this is what they're trying to do to them. They're trying to, to get them to fund Ukraine. To fund border security, and there's a number that we're going to vote against this, right? Will it be enough to to derail it? Uh, I hope so. I, I really do. But the the bigger issue is that you got to keep your eye on these people who are going to support something like this if it does go through uh, with this plan to support Ukraine that don't talk about the Ukraine issue at all and then just focus on border security because those are the 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 wolves in sheep's clothing. Right. Those are the individuals who are they're members of Congress who are, are just explicitly lying to you. And this is part of the reason why we're doing this show. Right. This is part of the reason why we're doing this update, because this matters. Why does this matter? Well, Arizona cannot handle, uh, cannot handle more of the, these people doing this to the state of Arizona. We have a couple of members of Congress who have decided to become part of that gang. Right. The the mm-hmm. wolf in sheep's clothing gang. And you know we'll, we're going to be calling them out, especially if the, if that does come true. So yeah,
1: and a hat and a hat yeah, hat tip to Andy Biggs, Paul Gosar, and Eli Crane, who have been very vocal and publicly out in front of this, for because they're and they they're Arizona Arizona's delegation, and those three guys have been very vocal saying that you know no security, no funding. So we we really appreciate that. We know we've got people in in Wisconsin.
0: Uh, delegation who also feel the same way so thank you guys and and just so you know how great arizona is you know compared to other states just try to get to your percentage levels that we have of freedom caucus members in congress all right we have we have i think we have four out of six for for
1: republicans (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's pretty good (laughs) yeah
0: and we yeah we have three really good ones right so yeah, when you get to our levels, you know, with the size of our state as a percentage of uh, uh, Freedom Caucus members, you can come at us. But right now, you know, Eli Crane has been such a, a pleasant uh, surprise, to be honest with you, because we've had some really bad Navy SEALs get in there. Like, uh, you know, the he who shall not be from Houston. No, yeah. no, 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 <laughs> no, don't invoke his name. Uh, and so Eli has been uh, such a uh, such a great congressman so far. And he's 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 really proven himself. Uh, Dr. Gosar is like one of the only guys that's been there since day one, just fighting, fight, fight after fight. Uh, Andy Biggs, uh, getting him in there to replace Congressman Salmon was so, so wonderful and instrumental. And so that uh, he's just been, been awesome. We have such good fighters and we have others in other states too. Uh, we need more in Wisconsin. You know, Wisconsin doesn't have enough fighters. Uh, we've got to have more in Georgia, right? We've got a couple of good guys down there like Mike. And Marjorie, but Mike yeah, Mike, I'm really excited about he's been great too uh, so far. So anyways, let's move let's move to, to close here. Our time is up Austin for this week. Uh, but we want to leave everybody with action points here, which is turning point action is leading the charge here with helping people make a plan to vote, becoming precinct leaders. That's what your team is doing Austin. Uh, we just launched our coalition. so turning point action owns coalitions.com. So you can really easily just tell a friend, go to coalitions.com to get involved in your community. Attending our events, we're going to have tons of events next year, you know, particularly around uh, ballot chasing. And then ultimately, our Chase the Vote initiative, uh, which might be uh, covered up here on the graphic, but Chase the Vote is the initiative that we launched to help our activists, both volunteer and full-time, uh, identify ballot identify and chase votes down so that we turn out significantly more of those low propensity votes that Charlie was talking about at the top of the hour here. And so that is the plan forward. And Austin, I I don't know if you want to give us any updates or stories of how things are looking in the field, but we need everybody that's listening to this to get involved. Spend just a few minutes of your time getting involved. You can go to tpaction.com slash get involved right away. So one of our staff members will be in contact. If you're not in a key target state, uh, meaning one of the 10 states that is, is purplish, you know, for the presidency, that, you know, we need you to think about coming here uh, in the month of October of next year. So a year from, from now when the election exists so that we can help put you to work to help us chase ballots. Uh, if, we do, if we get just a few hundred extra volunteers here in Arizona, that can make a significant difference. And everybody that's listening to this uh, can plan ahead now to spend a week or two Uh, potentially out in Arizona next year to help save the country. Austin, how are things going out in the field? Give us a quick update before we wrap up.
1: A big shout out to our team in Florida, who has been signing up precinct committeemen in the Tampa area. They've been showing up at at gun stores, meeting local gun store owners there, signing up people to be precinct committeemen um, that are like-minded, that love the Second Amendment. If you're somebody who loves the Second Amendment and you want to be involved in protecting that right, um, you've got to be a precinct commitment. You've got to be in the P- a PC to be able to make sure you elect a legislator that will support your right to support the Second Amendment. And so a big shout out to the Florida team who's been all over gun stores in the Tampa area this week. Proud of you guys. And so um, thankful uh, thankful that our team in Florida has not given up the fight so they can get uh,
0: concealed carry all the way, constitutional carry in a place like Florida. So. And we have some wonderful leaders, uh, you know, Brett and the entire Wisconsin team. Uh, we're going to be hearing from him, I think a lot more, uh, in, in the coming weeks here on the show. And then Driana and our, in our entire Georgia team, uh, we are putting new, new staff into North Carolina, Ohio, uh, Michigan. We have some great new, incredible staff, um, I don't know if we have the picture pulled up here, but oh man, I, I, I think we, I, I think we should show this picture. And even, and even I'll mention in uh,
1: Pennsylvania, we've got a new guy in there, Noah. It was like his second day or first day on the job. He's out there signing up precinct committee only after a few days of training. And so that's what we're doing. Our people get trained, and then they are right back on the ground. The days following when they get back, when they come trained in Phoenix, Arizona, they're back on the ground in in their state signing up precinct chairs and precinct delegates.
0: So. I- And I want to give a shout out. So I actually posted this, this picture, if we can throw it up here, guys, I don't know if we, if we can just real quick, it's going to take our, our producers, producer Sadie said, uh, it's going to be just a second. So, you know, to kind of piggyback on that, Austin just got done training some of our new staff that just got out there. Riley, who is our new representative out in Michigan, uh, that's working with Luke who Luke has been just such a warrior in Michigan well uh, i think it's one of the most important states if i i think statistically it's the fourth most important state in the country so it's the most important state in the country and they're out there fighting the good fight and they were at a a big community event this last week and i posted this picture actually on reddit just personally and it got it, it, it went semi viral just on the conservative reddit thread we'll throw it up right now this is this was riley who took this picture <laughs> which we have some great materials that are out there this is one of my favorites, which is the Joe Biden <laughs> tried to sniff me. Uh, because he's so unpopular, right? Like actually uh and uh I think it was a MSNBC poll just came out about how unpopular. Let's let's throw the picture back up again. He he's one of the most unpopular presidents that we've ever had. Um there was a uh an, oh, was an MSNBC quote or article came up today that Charlie shared with me. That was that they're so worried now that Trump's just going to waltz into the presidency because Joe Biden's hated so much. And you look at Michigan, dude, we're going to win Michigan if patriots step up and look at this. And we have some incredible activists that are on the ground that are you know preaching the good word, not just about the good things that we need to do, getting people active, chasing ballots and everything that we need to do to win infrastructure wise, but also talking about how just freaking awful Joe Biden is and embarrassing it is to support him. And there's communities all over Detroit and the tr- Detroit metro area. I just don't think they're going to show up the same way and buy the baloney to vote for Joe Biden again. Like, I think he's just so, so unelectable the same way that Hillary Clinton was unelectable that we have a real chance to win Michigan. So, that should be if you guys can't see, if you're listening on podcast, you can go to my feed. I will repost this. I'll pin, I'll, I think I'll pin this picture because it's so great. And Riley did such a great job with it. Uh, but it's such an incredible, incredible indictment against, uh, you know, when we talk about indictments against Joe Biden and the criminal enterprise that his family's running. Uh, I think people in Michigan are going to figure it out. It doesn't really matter what community you come from. So, uh, yeah, with that, again, I just want to reiterate there's some things that we you need to do. Uh, go out. If you're here in Arizona, I hope you'll show up on September 27th for the Charlie Kirk event that's happening at Arizona State University. Uh, the link for that, I believe. Austin, do you have the link that's handy? I think it's tpusa.com um, slash it up. actually let me I'll get it for you too. He's got it right now. Uh, this that this event's happening ASU. It's the redo be, um, of TPUSA. Try- TP USA.com slash
1: Kirk Prager ASU. So that's TPUSA.com. Slash
0: Kirk Prager ASU. Now, your second thing that you have to do is go to tpaction.com slash no funding and contact your member of of Congress right away to tell them that we expect the border to get funded and that there will be no other federal funding if if they can't do that, get that done. And let's hold our members, particularly of the Freedom Caucus, accountable to this. Uh, because they said that this is what they were demanding McCarthy did from from the beginning here. So go to tpaction.com slash funding to get that done right away. And then lastly, as we said, we'd love for you to get involved. Dedicate, start mentally preparing yourself to the few minutes a month, the few minutes a year that we need you to spend to get involved, to make a plan to vote, become a precinct leader, join a coalition, attend our events, and help us chase the ballots, chase the votes. You can go to tpaction.com slash involved. Or you can just download the Turning Point Action application right on your iPhone or your Google or Android phone today. Uh, If you just go straight to the Google Store or the App Store, download the Turning Point Action app. Not Turning Point USA, the Turning Point Action application. If you go in there and press the top left-hand corner, there's a little arrow. It's going to ask you to uh, type in your phone number so you can get the activism tools on there. Uh, to help you start knocking doors in your community. We have an application built in there so you can go right in, start knocking doors. It'll grab your ge- geographic location and tell you the f- the closest 15 doors to go knock, start making relationships with other good Republicans and ask them to help you get involved. Uh, you might know some of the names. They're on your street. Uh, start following up with them. It'll save those contacts in your phone. You can follow up with them later. But you can start knocking doors today. Nothing's holding anyone here back from knocking doors and talking to uh, good, active Republicans and getting them involved, recruiting them to become precinct committeemen, mm-hmm. precinct captains, and helping us win in 2024. Uh, so, with that, Austin, I don't know if you have any final parting words here before we yeah, sign up. Yeah, tp,
1: slash get involved. Go there at the end of this podcast, get involved. You're not actually in the Republican party, unless you're a precinct commitment or a precinct chair. So thank you guys for tuning in
0: for episode two. God bless. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us at Swing State Update. If you like what you heard, please go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get it. Subscribe and download the podcast today uh, to stay informed with us through this election cycle know what's going on in Arizona, know what's going on in Georgia, know what's going on in Wisconsin, and all the other swing states that matter as we try to save the country. That Swing State Update. You can go to swingstateupdate.com or download wherever you, you get your podcasts.